spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. This week on Viewpoints. We never know what the stock market is going to do, but on average, you can safely assume it's usually going to give a 6 or 7% return. How to make your money work for you, rather than the other way around. Then... The heat wave that we've seen in California, they have been made more intense and more likely because of climate change. Uncovering the drivers of extreme weather events. I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in-depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. I worry about lots of things. My finances, my grandkids. If you're 65 or older, you have enough things to worry about. Pneumococcal pneumonia shouldn't be one of them. Even healthy adults 65 and older are at increased risk for this potentially serious bacterial lung disease that can disrupt your life for weeks. Help protect yourself with the Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13-valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM197 protein. Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar13.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 13. We're almost a full month into 2021. How are you doing on that New Year's resolution? Whether it's going well or not, or you never set one, it's never too late to start. In fact, each year, a large chunk of Americans' resolutions center around becoming better with money. This can mean saving and investing more, shopping less, or paying off lingering debt. But often it's not so easy to achieve these, especially after this past year. That's why it's important to start with specific goals and focus on the small wins. Even if you're setting aside $25 or $200 a month, it adds up over time. There's never going to be a perfect moment to start. And it's true that money doesn't bring happiness, but it can offer stability and flexibility in life. The biggest long-term mistake I believe millennials and really any generation makes is failing to start investing early. And a lot of times it could be bad advice or it could be because they feel like they have to get all the other things handled, whether that's paying off all their debt, building an emergency fund before they start investing. And unfortunately, particularly for millennials with the massive student loan debt burden, that might mean you don't start investing until your 40s. That's Aaron Lowry, a personal finance expert and author of Broke Millennial Talks Money. 
scripts, stories, and advice to navigate awkward financial conversation. Lowry says that she meets many people who are only focused on finishing one task at a time, like paying off debt or student loans. Their rationale is that they'll be able to put aside more later on. Just because you start earning more lately or later in life, it doesn't mean that your life is less complicated. In fact, life tends to get a little more complicated as we age. So just because you earn more in your 30s or 40s doesn't mean that you're going to have a lot of discretionary income to throw at different financial goals like investing. So I do feel strongly that it's really important for people, particularly to take advantage of an employer match 401k, if it's an option, if not, to look into a traditional or Roth IRA and put even if it's 1% or 2% of your salary, and even if that feels like a very small amount to you, just get started and take advantage of it early and be consistent. A 401k or an individual retirement account known as an IRA or a Roth IRA are valuable tools in saving for retirement. They each offer different perks, such as tax incentives, compound interest, and the option to grow your money through investing, which is key. When it comes to investing into a tax-advantaged account, particularly looking at a 401k or an IRA, those are available to you if you have taxable income. So for most working adults, that's an option. And particularly with a 401k with an employer match, that means that your money is basically already doubling. So if you or your employer matches you, let's say, up to 4%, you put 4% in, they put 4% in, you have 8% going towards your 401k. Long term, do you need more than that going in? Sure. But in the short term, even a little something adds up because compound interest does some of the work for you when it comes to your money when it's invested. And stashing your money away into even a high-yield savings account is not going to keep up with inflation long-term. So in the end of the game, you're effectively losing money if you look at it over decades as opposed to putting it into the stock market and having your money do some of the work for you and growing and compounding for future use. Lowry notes that on average, the stock market produces a return of 6 to 7% on investments over several years. Compare this to a high-yield savings account, which at current rates offers between 0.5% to 1% back in interest. This type of account can be good for certain scenarios, like an emergency savings fund where the money can be pulled out at a moment's notice. But what qualifies as a true emergency? It is really important to recognize that that is money that you only want to be touching in the case of tire blows out on your car, something happens to your home, your dog eats a bag of brownie mix and has to get rushed to the vet. These moments in life that pop up, but that are actual emergencies. And for the amount, I'll tell you, 2020 really changed the game, in my opinion, in terms of how much we should advise people have. And I say that because there are people who are still out of a job from last March. So we're closing in on a year. And traditional advice is three to six months worth of living expenses. And at this point, we're way beyond that. So one is to really think critically about the vulnerability of your job and trying to analyze there what makes you feel safe. For me personally, I'm going to aim to have at least a year's worth of living expenses in cash, which sounds huge. And it's something I'm slowly working towards, but it's something that makes me feel safe after we saw what happened in 2020. To clarify, this emergency fund should only cover the basic essentials required to get by each month. Everything outside of bare-bones spending must be cut. 
surpass this, sorting out retirement is another top priority. Lowry says that a common blunder she sees is the assumption that money is automatically accruing through investment. I actually have someone that I know that that happened to just last week. She messaged me with a screenshot of her IRA and said, I don't, everybody's been talking about how the stock market has done so well lately, but I don't really feel like I've seen any movement. And she hadn't because her money had just been sitting in a cash management account inside of her IRA and she never had actually picked investments. So it had stayed pretty stagnant all the way through 2020, where, as we know, was very tough financially for so many people. But the stock market, minus a dip kind of early in the year, ended up doing very well. So a lot of people saw great returns on their investments. And that's just a really classic example of something that happens. It feels that almost any time I talk, especially on Instagram, about go today and check to make sure that your money's not sitting in cash, at least one person will message me and go, oh my gosh, it's been sitting in cash for five years. And that's a significant amount of time that you can lose on building that money. So that's one of the reasons I really harp on that. Each plan is different. So talk to your employer or brokerage firm to find out all of the different options and how to maximize contributions. An easy way to do that in the beginning is to look at a target date fund, sometimes called a life cycle fund or an all-in-one fund. And that's sort of a one-size-fits-all solution, and it's tied to an approximate year you'd retire, let's say 2055. But the advantage of it is that it makes sure that your money is invested and you can always get in there and play around with it and make it more customized to you in the future as you become more knowledgeable with investing. There's no better way to build wealth than through investment. Lowry argues that the term saving for retirement is outdated. We actually use the wrong language when we talk about retirement. The common vernacular is saving for retirement, and that's actually incorrect. We are investing for retirement. Financial well-being means diversification. It can feel overwhelming or limiting at first to create new savings or retirement accounts and spread out income. However, these steps are paving a way for your future self. Once this infrastructure is in place, it's easy to keep expanding and learning. Now, once you have a stronger financial base, putting on that financial oxygen mask, you know, you've paid off any credit card debt, you're in a good place with your student loans, you've got your emergency savings fund, that's when we can look into more of what we call taxable investing, so investing outside of accounts for retirement. And that's really the basis that you need in order to start building real wealth. It's very hard to save your way to big financial goals like having a million dollars. It's hard to save your way there, but it's much easier to invest your way to that goal. There are many options out there when it comes to investing outside of retirement. Today, mobile investing apps like Robinhood or Acorn are very popular, but Lowry again recommends diversification. I do think that it's really important that that's not the only method that you're using, that you also look at some of the more traditional brokerages and that you know and understand that just kind of the gamified versions of whether it's rounding up your spare change or what have you really isn't enough. And you need to be putting more than $5 a month in, especially if you're paying a fee like $1 a month. I know it sounds small, but if you're only investing $5 a month, that $1 a month is going to eat away at pretty much all of your returns. So if you're using a micro-investing app, and I agree that it's a great way to kind of learn and play around in a kind of low barrier to entry way. However, I would recommend to be putting in a minimum of $25, preferably more like $50 a month 
And that's money that you're comfortable putting away into investments in order to make sure that you are receiving a return and that the fee isn't just eating away the money that you could be earning. There's a lot of contradicting information out there, but the important part is to get started on creating a base network for growing your money so it works for you rather than the other way around. To learn more about this topic, our guest, Erin Lowry, and her book, Broke Millennial Talks Money, scripts, stories, and advice to navigate awkward financial conversation, head to viewpointsradio.org. This segment was written and produced by Amira Zaveri. I'm Gary Price. Coming up, we speak to a leading climatologist about the field of attribution science when Viewpoints returns. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now, 800-568-1647. That's 800-568-1647. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-568-1647. I worry about lots of things. My finances, my grandkids. If you're 65 or older, you have enough things to worry about. Pneumococcal pneumonia shouldn't be one of them. Even healthy adults 65 and older are at increased risk for this potentially serious bacterial lung disease that can disrupt your life for weeks. Help protect yourself with the Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13-valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM197 protein. Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar13.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 13. Barreling hurricanes, record flooding, widespread wildfires. When an extreme weather event hits a region, it can result in countless lives lost and billions of dollars in damage. But have you ever wondered what proportion of these disasters can be traced back to climate change? Well, there's an entire field of science dedicated to researching this link. Attribution science is to answer the question whether and to what extent man-made climate change altered the intensity or the frequency of an extreme weather event to occur. That's Dr. Friederike Otto, a German climatologist and associate professor in the Global Climate Science Program at the University of Oxford in England. She's also the associate director of the Environmental Change Institute at the university and the author of Angry Weather, Heat Waves, Floods, Storms, 
and the new science of climate change. Because the field of attribution science is relatively new, she says there's been apprehension from people within and outside of science since weather is always fluctuating. The one reason why there is a mixed response to what we can say about extreme weather events from a scientific point of view is that before this science was developed, there was the main mantra from climate scientists was either to say we can't attribute individual events or that, well, we live in a world where climate change is happening. So obviously every extreme weather event is happening in a changed climate. So climate change might play a role. And the letter is trivially true, but it doesn't tell you anything about what role that is, if it makes the event more likely or less likely or much, much more intense. And this is what we now can do with the science of event attribution. We can say how much or how big is the role of climate change in an individual event. In her line of work, Otto studies the data behind extreme weather patterns across the globe, analyzing the many factors or external drivers that may have influenced the event. To piece together these conclusions, she relies largely on observational data and climate models that simulate major events. External drivers like the increased greenhouse gases in the atmosphere can make an event more likely or more intense to occur or also less likely and less intense to occur. And that is because there are basically two ways of how climate change affects weather. The first one is what we would call the thermodynamic effect. So you have more greenhouse gases in the atmosphere that leads to a warmer atmosphere overall. That means that on a global average, you have more heat waves and fewer cold waves. Similarly, a warmer atmosphere can hold more water vapor that needs to get out of the atmosphere as rainfall. So also on a global average, we have more extreme rainfall. Since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, the data shows an increase in the Earth's temperature. Yet it's a subtle change to the average person. But Otto breaks down that what looks like a small difference on paper has large implications. When we talk about climate change, we often talk about global mean temperature, and one degree global mean temperature change doesn't sound much. And of course, it doesn't kill anyone. It is the changing risks in extreme weather events and sea level rise that comes with these global mean temperature change that kills people and leads to huge losses and damages. You have to think about that in the historic context. So this one degree of global mean temperature change that we had over the last century, that has happened incredibly fast compared to every temperature change that has ever happened on this planet before in the last thousands and millions of years. Otto says that this warming caused by the increased presence of greenhouse gases not only changes the atmospheric composition, but its circulation across the planet. These two effects working together have contributed to many new weather patterns in cities and towns that are ill-equipped to deal with the fallout that comes with more severe conditions. If you just don't get the type of weather systems anymore that bring in rainfall, so the rainy season has changed, then you will not get any more extreme rainfall, but much less. And because these two effects always work together, but the second effect is very different from place to place and from region to region, we have to look at individual events 
to figure out what climate change means in the real world where we are actually living. Otto also makes a point to recognize that not all extreme weather events are worsened or are more prevalent because of climate change. The fact is, it is one factor among a handful of external drivers. But she argues that in some weather events, especially with wildfires, a clear correlation is there. Heat is one important factor when it comes to fire weather. So fire weather, so the weather that will allow wildfires to spread and be really dangerous, is a combination of high temperatures, low rainfall, and low humidity, but also high winds. And so heat is obviously an important component in that. And so if the other aspects of fire weather are not changing or only changing a little bit, and we have no reason to assume there is no evidence that they are massively changing in other directions, just because of the heat increase because of climate change. Climate change is playing an important role in these wildfires. Scientists have concluded that climate change is a dominant factor in wildfires. But while it plays a main role, it's important to note that there are also other additional dynamics that add fuel to the fire. This includes a lack of forest management and increased human development in many of these wooded areas. It's no secret that the science behind weather and natural disasters is extremely complex. Even with many scientific studies out there, Otto says that too often, the message around climate change gets lost when communicated to the public, and this ends in inaction on a pressing subject. That's why scientists working within attribution science focus on researching extreme weather events. It's a shared experience that people can relate to and is affecting their communities. By being able to quantify the role of climate change in extreme weather, we can also quantify what aspect or what amount of the damages is due to climate change. So we can close the causal change from greenhouse gas emissions from individual countries and individual companies to global temperature to extreme event changes and to actual damages. So we can say that the heat wave in Argentina that led to huge death tolls in 2015 was made 34% worse because of the emissions of the U.S. And that, of course, having these numbers, we can then not only use our political power in voting and bringing in policies through that way, but we could also use them through the courts and through climate litigation. So that, I think, is one powerful way of using all the systems and all the tools that we as societies have available to bring change about. To find out more about the field of attribution science and our guest, Dr. Frederica Otto, visit viewpointsradio.org. You can also check out her book, Angry Weather, Heat Waves, Floods, Storms, and the New Science of Climate Change, available now. This segment was written and produced by Amira Zaveri. Studio production by Jason Dickey. I'm Marty Peterson. Viewpoints returns in just a moment. What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you can donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-835-1478. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It will be towed away for free and you'll be supporting those that need help. 
Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now. Call 1-800-835-1478. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get a free vacation voucher for donating. Call now, 1-800-835-1478. That's 1-800-835-1478. Welcome to Culture Crash, where we examine what's new and old in entertainment. I, like a lot of people, have not been immune to the impact of superhero fatigue. The constant onslaught of superhero movies and shows can sometimes be tiring, as can the constantly escalating stakes. Marvel has already grown from villains threatening a city to the world to, well, the galaxy. And it's a lot. With all that said, I have really enjoyed my time diving back into the superhero stories of my childhood since HBO Max added Batman the Animated Series and Batman Beyond to its offering. The 90s era cartoons both offer 20-something minute episodes that are very much in the story of the week vein, where there is very little crossover from one episode to the next. In the current era of superhero-dom, everything is important. Fans are expected to have working understandings of Infinity Stones and Krypton and a whole host of other fictional realms. It can be fun, but sometimes it's nice to sit back and follow a more stripped-down version. It doesn't matter if you know the mythos of Poison Ivy or the Riddler to enjoy the classic Batman cartoons, you just need to follow along with the episode, which will let you know everything you need to know. Like I said, these are the Batman shows that led me to fall in love with the character when I was a child. But there is a richness and a depth in revisiting these tales in adulthood. The storytelling and voice work is top-notch, but both series also know how to have some fun with it. If you're looking for some easygoing, well-made superhero stories to fill the gap the COVID-19 pandemic has created, or you're just looking for something more easily digestible than the current offerings, Batman the Animated Series and Batman Beyond both have some magic up their sleeves. And both series are now streaming on HBO Max. I'm Evan Rook. Hey, what do you want to da da da? I don't know. What do y'all think we should da da da? Well, what did we da yesterday? Hmm, yesterday. All the dolls feel like the same doll these dolls. I know. Like, is today Monday or Tuesday? Today is Thursday. Oh no, I forgot to call my mom on her birthday. Oh no! No! These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. That won't change. Not to da or any da. Quote to da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. 
Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. And that's Viewpoints for this week. Viewpoints is a production of MediaTracks Communications. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more about upcoming shows. And find a library of past programs on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and more information about our guests at viewpointsradio.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Viewpoints. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.